Hello everyone. You're going to catch this one recorded at, uh, well, I'm, can't, I guess it doesn't help for me to tell you at 10 a.m. Friday morning because if you're hearing my voice, you know it's 10 a.m. Friday morning Eastern. I've got Guy with me. Guy, that's like my digital money. You guys heard me talk about a lot. Crypto, whole lot happening this week. And I am pretty excited to bring Guy in because, well, you guys know crypto is kind of my thing. I love it. And I'm looking forward to being able to quiz him this week for the latest news. Hello, Guy. Hi, Mark. How's it going? <laughs> it's it's good. I'm excited to get you in this morning to do this one, or actually afternoon, I guess now, isn't it? 12.33 yes. for me. That's where <laughs> Eastern's recording this one. Um, but it's, uh, what, it's uh, 9 in the morning for you? Yeah, about 9.30, so still my morning. Still your morning? Uh, Guy, there's so much happening this week. Well, one, for those that don't know, this is uh, Guy Gut Slack with MyDigitalMoney.com, MyDigitalMoney.com. They do IRAs or just you do just investment accounts that aren't IRAs as well, right? For um, crypto. Yeah. yeah, standard or IRAs. Yep. Standard IRAs. Everything's held in a cold wallet, not connected. We do. I need, you know, I know that sounds for anybody that's really into crypto, that means something. If you're not, it needs to mean something. Do you want to explain that first? And then I really, really, I've got like four or five questions I want to get out of you this week while I got you. Yeah. Uh, so, what we focus on at Manage Your Money is uh, really building long-term wealth. So whether that's in an IRA, so you can build wealth for you know when you're retired, uh, or you know saving for a house in the next ten years, uh, we focus on really you know having the best coins that are more long-term, and you know you can build your wealth in a place that's very safe, and that's why we have everything in a cold storage uh, because we want to safeguard you know your nest egg, if you want to call it that. Um, and so our security is top of the line, but we also want to make it approachable. So we have a U.S. based customer service team because, um, you know, when you have self-trading, a lot of times that's basically it, it's in replacement of, of human help. Right. And we, we didn't want to do that. We wanted to have the best of both worlds, you know, where you can call a human being and actually get help signing up, ask anything about coins, about crypto. Um, and then also a very easy to use platform that you can trade whenever you want. Right. So that's basically in a nutshell what what we do at My Digital Money. While we're talking about that, because I just I mean, I was reading I was reading a piece this morning. I was going through my news for the week because I'm a little behind. So my my digital news um, freeway. I mean, they halted all withdrawals. We're seeing some of this out of some of the uh, centralized exchanges. Concerns, not a concern. What should I draw from that story this week? Yeah, so I mean, you all probably know about Celsius and Voyager. They're you know two of the big companies that uh, went bankrupt and froze withdrawals, right? And mm-hmm. you know it brought to light this whole thing about you know how your crypto is not necessarily your crypto, right? What it came, what came to light is that even at Coinbase, if you know they were to go bankrupt, you could be considered an unsecured creditor, and you just wait in line. Uh, in the bankruptcy proceeding to get your money. Right. And, um, and this is just another story that that's very similar um, where you have this, it's a newer platform. It's, you know, staking platform. And they, first of all, uh, claim to give 42% yield. So that's, that should already be a red flag because that's pretty big yield. Um, but, you know, they, they also froze withdrawals uh, citing market volatility and foreign exchange, uh, 
foreign exchange market volatility. Um, and then the token price went down about 80%. Um, it wasn't a, a very big token. It was like 160 million total value. Um, so relatively small, but, um, you know, still, uh, you know, a lot of people were frozen out of their accounts, right? So this just goes to highlight, you know, you got to be careful. And, and one of the things that we provide uh, is that we have your crypto in a trust. Um, and so it's in your name. So we're not legally allowed to, you know, lend it out or do anything with it for our own gain um, unless you give us permission. Uh, and so that is something that, you know, will protect, give extra protection to people, right? And so if you're looking to invest long-term and you want to protect that uh, that asset, then um, having your crypto in a trust is, is a good way. Uh, but yeah, that's that's basically what that story is about, is just showing that, uh, you know, that problem is con- continuing to, to show itself. But um, hopefully all those players will shake out, you know, the the ones that haven't managed their money in the right way, um, you know, and aren't able to withstand the bear market will shake out and we'll be left with, uh, you know, the, the stronger, more stable companies. And it's to me, it's a combination of that one and the politically stable one watching companies like, um, you know, um, Coinbase and all these big ones just totally cave whenever a government tells them to jump and they just, you know, immediately say how high, uh, so for me, that's one of the reasons I was like, took interest in the story. One of the other big stories of the uh, past week or so, of course, was uh, the guy uh, that claims to be Satoshi. I saw that in the news. Um, he's, you know, he's got his own like knockoff version of uh, Bitcoin he's uh, been trying to launch. So uh, for those that aren't familiar with the story, maybe Guy, can you give him a little bit of background? Yeah, Craig Wright's been in the crypto news for a while, uh, claiming to be Satoshi Nakamoto, the pseudonymous uh, founder of Bitcoin. Uh, and he's the guy that ended up forking Bitcoin into Bitcoin SV. SV stands for Satoshi Vision. Um, and uh, he's been just, you know, fighting people online, fighting people in court. Um, I think ultimately he wants to get the, uh, the original Bitcoin, right? Um, there's a lot of money locked in there um, yeah. that belongs to Satoshi. And, uh, you know, so he ended up suing uh someone for defamation uh a person on twitter called uh Hodlonaut, uh which is the real name is magnus granith uh and uh you know this this has been going on and the the judge just ruled this week that uh that Hodlonaut had sufficient grounds to claim that craig wright is not satoshi nakamoto um and so i think that's a, a big win because you know, a, a lot of people in the industry and in the community, you know, think that he's not Satoshi and he's a he's basically a fraud. Um, and the biggest clue that to me that he's not Satoshi is his claims that, uh, you know, his Bitcoin can be moved by court order. Right. Um, and, you know, it, it's true in a sense that a court can compel someone to give up their keys, but a court cannot just transfer ownership. You know, no one can do that. That's the whole point of Bitcoin. You can't have a single government or bank or anyone, you know, come into your account, freeze it or, you know, take ownership away from you. Um, And just the fact that, you know, he wants Bitcoin or Bitcoin SV or whatever to be that kind of, you know, to have that kind of property to it, I I think shows that he's not, you know, Satoshi because the original vision Mm -hmm. of Satoshi, you know, is that 
you know, you have this thing that's not controlled by anyone. Right. So, um, so anyway, I think it's, it's good. It's just something that's been uh, in the news more of, you know, just like a hype up story, just, you know, amuse for people's amusement in a way. Right. Uh, so, yeah, so that's, that's good news. Yeah, for me, no, I agree with you on that one. That is so against the Satoshi or the vision that it was created. The vi- the vision was to point out the central banks are, you know, over it. It was to give us a more sound option than fiat money. So for me, it just totally defies when I saw them coming out. It just, it made no sense at all based on everything we know. So I lost. Yeah, I mean, the, the beauty about Bitcoin is you don't have to worry about carrying cash, you know, or exchanging your dollar to local currency. Um, you just need crypto in a wallet and uh, and it's yours and no one can, you know, just come in and take it. So, yeah, they can figure out it's yours, but they can't take it because it's yours. And that's that's part of the brilliance, not part of the brilliance. That's some of the, the biggest in my book. All right. I'm also seeing lots of stories from BlackRock, Fidelity, you name it. All these companies that are throwing, creating complete divisions. You see a lot of the big banking firms because I think they realize the central banks are trying to screw them and go to their own currencies and uh, regulate them to the ash heap of history. So you're starting to see a lot of them setting up uh, digital, what would you call it? Digital branches of their company, digital divisions. Yeah, digital assets, divisions, or, you you know... This just shows institutions are getting more and more into it, even right now, while retail investors are uh, bearish and kind of uh, running the other way. Uh, institutions who tend to think long term are actually um, doubling down, right, and, and making big bets. And Fidelity is, is the latest one of many. Um, you know, Fidelity is about to release, uh, you know, Ethereum investing to its institutional clients and also, they are hiring, uh, you know, about 500. They're going to have 500 total staff members uh, dealing directly with crypto. Um, you know, there's 74 live results uh, on their um, job site, right? So they have 74 positions. And, uh, and yeah, it just goes to show that they're doubling down. You know, while exchanges are actually reducing their headcount, they're increasing, right? Um, and also JP Morgan, um, you know, is hiring head of policy, uh, crypto policy head uh, that came from Celsius, right? And so, and JP Morgan, of course, is a bank. So it's it's showing that crypto is becoming more legitimized. You know, of course, like the UK, for example, is just uh, voted uh, in a bill to um, to uh, treat crypto as a regulated you know asset, right? And mm-hmm. essentially is uh, legitimizing. Crypto, And so, you know, it's bringing in more and more uh, accredited investors and institutions. And uh, that means to me, I've always said it's a really good long term investment um, and get in as early as you can. Um, And this is kind of, you know, supporting that viewpoint. I mean, a lot of times these institutions know what they're doing, right? They know how to make money and they make long term bets. Right. And uh, so that's just another kind of bullish indicator. Another one that I want to get your take on, especially this week, we see like Elon um, buying Twitter, social media platforms, and you know, crypto's, crypto's kind of got its own version of that blue sky that, that that that's a lot of buzz in the community, and most of most of my crowd is going to have absolutely no idea what it is. So I was hoping you could give a better description than than I can. 
Yeah, I mean, just to start off with a simple description, it's a decentralized social network. So one that is uh, less, you know, it's more censorship resistant. You know, you have more of a say on your experience. You know, the data is not owned by the application. The data is, you, you know, you could take the data with you. You own your data. So you could take it to another social platform or you can communicate across platforms and still have that social graph you know and let's say like all your followers carry with you from each platform so you don't have like that lock-in effect um so essentially it's what i always talk about with smart contracts right um your viewers may not know that much about smart contracts but ethereum is a smart contract platform for example it's not just a coin the coin powers the smart contract platform but the smart contract actually gives you a decentralized application right and what that does is it it kind of takes away it kind of flips the model of a, like surveillance capitalism where, you know, you have data owned by these big tech companies uh, and they have all the power. You know, this kind of decouples the data and gives like users ownership of their data. And that means that, you know, applications now have a different role instead of being the gatekeeper. Those applications now are more incentivized to provide the user with a good experience and good functionality because the user can just go and take their data somewhere else. Right. And so it kind of incentivizes healthy competition. And I've always said, you know, I think that we're one big use case away from mass adoption in terms of crypto. Um, you know, you look at, uh, you know, you can, you can compare it to the internet, you know, where the adoption really spiked up once the smartphone came out in 2008 right and so we need that next thing that will be like the smartphone and social media could very well be one of those use cases or the use case even um and yeah so i mean it's really interesting it's it's the value proposition is is compelling right because you basically have more more control of your your experience um and you can communicate across platforms and, and all that so basically it's a decentralized twitter or you know social media platform I'm just laughing because, um, and when I am, it's because of the use case. And you said, you know, you've got that one thing where general adoption happens. For like the home video store, it was porn. For downloading and streaming videos, of course, I'm just laughing going, my God, I hope it doesn't take porn to launch this. I I would hope mankind has come further than that. Um, Yeah, you know, NFT is one use case that brought a lot of people that weren't crypto native into crypto, right? There was data by Chainalysis that showed, you know, that the adoption, like a lot of the new, you know, entrants uh, in crypto never had any experience with crypto because they had a love for art, right? And for entertainment. And that brought a lot of people in, but we need a use case that will be even broader than that. That will be like cater to the masses, right? And personally, I think we had that use case this week for those that follow crypto news or uh, NFT. And most people think NFT, Beanie Babies, whatever. This is this is crazy. The first house here in the U.S. purchased solely with cryptos and NFTs. They a single button, boom! It did everything. It had the titles. I mean, everything was transferred with it. Somebody bought a house, and it got rid of got the got rid of the lawyers, the closing, the filings, did all those and. For me, that's one of the great, I don't think people properly understand non-fungible tokens, NFTs, because the yeah. possibility and potential is mind-numbingly huge. Billions and billions of dollars, trillion-dollar industries, if you think around the world. 
Yeah, I mean, the end state of that is like you can tokenize cars or houses or anything, and then you can own fractions of them, you know, and the transaction is much easier instead of going into this whole big lending process and the escrow company and, you know, all that, you just do, do it with a click of a button. Uh, but we have a ways, you know, until we get there, right? Because a oh, lot sure. of things have to change. You know, you have a lot of your regulatory changes that need to be made, legal changes, you know, everything. Because right now we have titles of houses, you know, we would have to agree to go to the blockchain to store titles and, and all of that. So I believe we'll get there, but it's going to take some time, but we need that use case, that next big use case in the immediate sense. And I think social media, you know, is a good candidate for it. Yeah. I mean, you're going to see it with more expensive items you buy from, you know, a higher end washing machine or refrigerator that, that you could now use an NFT to hold all your, like, you know, your serial number, all of your, to prove that you are who you are when you need service, your Rolex watch for those that uh, may, may have that kind of dollars rolling around. Uh, I, I mean, I just see such huge potential for it. I'm just waiting kind of like you for that, that use, that utility, that first time where everybody's like, and that light bulb goes off and goes, Oh, now it can be used for this can be used for that. That first wide market adoption, it's going to be huge. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And uh, yeah, I mean the, this uh, application blue sky it's not even it's in beta and it's not even out and it got 30,000 signups in 48 hours. So there, you could definitely see that there's interest uh, for this kind of thing. Yeah, a lot a lot of my crowd, uh, they love hating on Jack Dorsey. Dorsey did help put together that initial on Blue Sky guys. I think he's trying to make up for the crap show he made of uh, Twitter. <laughs> I, that's, I'm going to run with that one. I don't know if it's true or not. Uh, yeah. Because uh, he's been highly critical since he's been out the door there. Right, exactly. So, I, I mean, I think it's it would be nice to have a social media platform that is more agnostic and, you know, you can't just have, uh, you know, people deciding to ban people and, you know, it, it could be a little more. I mean, there could still be, the community can vote still on some censorship, like, mm-hmm. not censorship, but more like, don't put illegal things on there, right? Like, things that right. are, you know, illegal, maybe like, you can't post that kind of picture or whatever, but um, it could still be more objective and you know less subjective in terms of oh I want to ban this person because I don't like what they're saying right no um, yeah, exactly I mean but it is I mean if you think about it it is I mean there is a fine line between what's acceptable and what's not and what's censorship and what's protection you think like child porn that type yeah, of thing is what exactly. I'm referring to I mean you can't put up an ad to go buy somebody's you know nine year old daughter somewhere on a platform right. that has to be protected against. I'm not talking about keeping you from giving your opinion on, you know, lockdowns or any of those things or politicians. I mean, some control has to be there, but it's neat to see in that platform, it would be the users making the decision, not some executive on high with a, with, with a political agenda. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's funny. Cause that, that's the world we're going to, right. Is like a, a world where users have more control of their data. Um, and getting further away from the term, you know, surveillance capitalism, right? Yeah. Uh, so, you know, it's going to take a while, but hey, this, this blue skies is one one step. So, yeah, one, one in the many, but I'm just glad. I mean, you can see it happening. And for me, it's been so much fun watching this rollout. And everybody's like, you know, crypto, but it has no value. Its value is its utility. What does it accomplish? What does it do? And there's cryptos out there that that back physical metals, physical things. I mean, it's, ah, man, I'm excited about that future because it does. It's us. We take the power. Web 3.0. Power belongs to us. 
not massive exactly. corporations, not governments. Yeah, and, and that's it's important to understand because then if you understand that and believe that and see the big bets that institutions are making, and you know, you see that Bitcoin's volatility has really been decreased, right? It's been very stable at you know around nineteen thousand in a narrow range uh, for the last three months or, or whatever, and and so. Um, I think that, you know, if you understand the utility and the promise and, you know, you see the signs, the adoption going up, then you should look at it as a long-term bet, right? This is an opportunity yeah. to get in early on. Um, and yeah, it's volatile in the short term, you know, macroeconomic environment might suffer in, in the short term, but in the long term, again, it's going to blow up. And, uh, so I think it's it's a good thing to consider for retirement in terms of diversifying your retirement to keep up with this crazy inflation rates. Um, and, you know, I just try to give people all the information I can uh, so they can make a decision if it's right for them in their in their diversified retirement portfolio. I do love how lately you've talked about Ethereum and the potential since they went to Ethereum 2.0 in the run. And it is I mean, it started kind of a mini run this week. Uh, I didn't know if you had like yeah. a crystal ball somewhere and it, you're right. When you're looking at assets that can grow that much, an IRA makes a lot of sense to put them in so that you don't get. Yeah. The tax man. Right. Cause it, cause you, you make a gain and you, right now I can sell like Ethereum went up to the, you know, 22% or something like that in the last week, you know, I could right now take a profit. I could sell, make 20% and that 20% that I made, I don't get taxed on it at the end of the year. I could put that back in when, let's say, you know, Ethereum goes down to right. another 20%, I could buy back in, right? And then grow again, right? So I could continue to do that without getting taxed. So you have compound growth, right? That's what that is. And so that's the beauty of a crypto IRA. No, I like it. If I, you know, I think about all the taxes that you know, I was stuck with when I was playing, uh, I called it the, um, the doge game where <clears throat> you would buy it when it got down to about, you know, 20 cents or whatever. And then whenever it made that 420 run, which was the meme thing with Elon, whenever he tweets some, it goes shooting up heck as long as 60, 70, and then back down. I just, I had this, like my stop losses. I mean, they were set buy at 20, sell at 42, buy at 20, sell at 42. It was fun. Yep. And we have that. Yeah. We have trigger orders on our platform. So yeah, you can set those, those trigger points. um, So you don't miss out on opportunities while you're sleeping. (laughs) All right, guy, I didn't know how long I was going to have you. So I should probably start wrapping up so you can get back to uh, work and trading. Um, Anything you that I've missed anything you want to say before we wrap up? No, uh, I would just say, check out my digital You know, we have a lot of information on there. Um, you, you could, again, as I always tell you, your audience, there's a play money account. So if you're not comfortable spending money yet, you just want to see how you would do in the real market. Um, just go on and uh, take some minute to sign up and you can start trading. Yeah. I've had a lot of like, regulars community members that have started learning crypto and playing with that play account and i love it and i get those laughy face hey i made 10 grand on my fake account <laughs> and they're all excited yeah and then we have good things coming too where we're getting uh, also fractionalized metals on, on the platform uh in the next mm-hmm. month and a half two months um and we're gonna get some other like automated trading uh functionality in uh january so 
Um, when you've got the fractionalized metal thing ready, you're going to have to come back and give us more details. Or can you give us more detail? I don't know what you can share yet. Yeah, I mean, it's essentially digital gold and silver and platinum that, you know, is backed by real gold, silver, and platinum. And at any time, you can convert it to physical and have it shipped to you uh, or stored for you if it's an IRA. Um, and so you can buy fractional and, you know, you can get out, get out of your crypto positions uh, and put it in something more stable while you wait out some volatility and get back in uh, into crypto when you think it's going to go up again. So it gives you some flexibility, right? Some, some place to park, you know, your crypto that isn't fiat. Yeah, no, I love it. Um, I'm looking forward to taking advantage of that myself. All right, guy, I should let you go and I should get back to work myself. Sounds Um, good. Thanks for having me. And uh, have a good weekend. We'll get you back every month or two or every week or two, whatever, whatever you're free for, we're going to get you in here. So everybody can start the learning process. Yeah, on, uh, I, those Q and a sessions are fun. So, you know, I'm, Oh, I love those. Always open to that. So now this one, I will admit I'm pretty selfish because I wanted a video for them for tomorrow. <laughs> Since I'm going to be traveling, I was like, Ooh, this would be a good one. Uh, so yeah, no, we'll, we'll bring you back in live first of the month. If you're up for it. Sounds good. I'm up for it. Um, so in the meantime, safe travels. Hey, I appreciate that guy, and I'll talk to you soon. All right. Thanks.